Hi, this is Gary George, founder of Blazing Multimedia, and you are listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. It's me, Paul Kemp, and it's my job to get guests from around the world and so that we can learn from them and uh, dig into their journeys and explore their strategies for uh, what they do in their, their successful business entrepreneurial pursuits. And so it's with uh, great pleasure today that I've managed to secure an interview with uh, Steve P. Young, Steve Young, and he is the founder of uh, Mobile App Chat. So if you go and search for his podcast, Mobile App Chat, or simply go uh, to Google and put Mobile App Chat in there, you'll find uh, Steve. So hey, Steve, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me. It's great. So perhaps you could uh, give us a, just an insight into... Uh, what you were doing before you set up Mobile App Chat, and then what inspired you to go and do that, uh, get get involved in running the podcast and doing all the things that you're doing with regards to apps? Sure, absolutely. So I started building apps back in 2011. I built my first app for my son. It was He was 18 months at the time, and I really noticed him really engaging with my iPhone a lot. And I was downloading a few of the kids' apps, and I noticed that he was learning a ton too. And just as much as he was learning, he was really engaged and entertaining himself with the apps. And so I said, hey, I want to do this too, because if no one downloads it, at least I'll have one customer because I want to make him play with my app. And so I started getting to the app business and I I knew a little bit about development. And so I picked up Corona SDK. And for those who aren't familiar, it's just a cross-platform engine. So it allows you to build on Android and iOS and you it uses a JavaScript based type of language, Lua. And so I knew a little HTML, CSS. And so I said, I'm going to use Corona. And I found some sample code that made sense for my app. And I built my first app called ABC at GoGo. It was a simple flashcard app that went A to Z with a bunch of like things that move type of thing. And it went to number eight under educational games within the first week. And ever since then, I've been stuck with the bug. But fast forward to 2013, I was just making a decent, it was like side income for me because I was still at a full-time job in the corporate life. And I said, hey, how do I turn this app hobby into a real business where I generate a decent amount of income and I can sort of live off this app business? Because as you know, Paul, like it's a great source of passive revenue. I can make a few hundred dollars without touching a line of code or doing anything. And so I wanted to start this podcast to learn from experts in the app industry and kind of grow my app business too. And so I started in May 2013. In January 2014, I was able to go full-time on my own. And so since then, I've been on my own. And the podcast has been a main reason that has allowed me to do that because now, you know, there's multiple revenue streams coming in. And also, the my own particular app business is starting to grow. And I'm starting to use some of the knowledge that I've gotten through my guests into my next app called Snap. So... 
That's well, congratulations, again. Steve. Yeah. That's, we, we do share a lot in common, you know, my friend, because uh, I've got two kids and one of my first apps was for my kid. And uh, he, to this day, is still probably the only one that's actually played with it. But it was, uh, <laughs> it was an app that was uh, a maze where you had to negotiate around a maze and draw a line through from the start to the end. And he loves that. He, he still plays with it today. And uh, it gives me a great sense of joy. And almost, I think that, you know, there's something beyond money that we do this for you know it's the love of creativity would you say that there's that that money is not the sole purpose for uh, you know doing this this kind of app work given that the joy it gives us with you know like the creativity yeah absolutely absolutely i think you know there's there's a quote that i just came across a it's a Jim Rohn code and in success and money, I would say is tied into success. A lot of people associate success and money together, but success is not something you pursue. It's something that you track by the person you become. And I've, as I've done this podcast and I started a mastermind of just entrepreneurs who are kind of here to support each other. And I've come to know that that is sort of it, you know, like as I've gotten to know people, like the person that I've become is completely something, someone different from when I thought I was. Because when I first started the app business, I was like, yeah, maybe, you know, like there seems to be a lot of hit success in here. And now it's like, it's more for the creativity. You're absolutely right. Like, how can I build something beautiful and engaging? And also like, how can I make an impact in this world that helps other entrepreneurs out there make a living off of this? Because I've been able to grow my, just my network, my knowledge, everything because of the podcast and how can I give back to the community too. So it's both creativity and giving back to the people that have supported me to the point where I'm at right now. Yeah. You mentioned the app community and it's just a great community to get involved uh, with because I do find that uh, I've been involved in the, I guess the app community now for a few years and it's just so helpful. A lot of people giving back, a lot of people giving their free time. How do you find it when you engage with the app community? I absolutely love it. And I mean, somebody as somebody who wasn't really known, I come, I come back from a content marketing, online marketing type of world. And so that was my day job, really. I ran marketing for a startup in San Francisco. And so in the app world, I wasn't really, like nobody really knew of me. And so I came at it with the approach of like wanting to learn from people. And so I've gotten experts on like the Shazam founder, Yahoo Weather, Beluga, who is now Facebook Messenger, those founders have come on to sort of teach me and also teach the audience about exactly how they've been able to land press, how they've been able to market their apps and how they've been able to grow their their app business. And I've talked to, you know, anyone from founded founded founders, funded founders to indie developers. And so they're, everybody's so willing to give back. And we're living this digital age where, you know, Paul, you, you and I are like thousands of miles away, but we're able to connect and really make that connection. And hopefully we'll be able to meet in person too someday. But, you know, people are always willing to give back. And if you ask the right questions of your guests, man, you can build an audience so quickly. And so it's it's been amazing. Well, I know this is slightly off topic, but uh, I just happened to uh, come across a YouTube uh, there's one of the top videos today, I think it was, where where um, it's almost like, uh, do you remember the scene in Star Wars where they had a hologram and she pr- projects a hologram, uh, Princess Leia? Uh-huh. Well, that, that technology seems to be here with us right now. And someone has developed this uh, hologram type uh, 3D uh, projector in a, in a dome and it's called Volume. It's That'd really awesome. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I could really visualize, you know, in the next few years that perhaps we could have hologram uh, chats instead of podcasting. Oh yeah, that would be cool. 
sitting next to each other too. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We like to kind of explore creative apps on this show. Uh, so there's a lot of indie developers listening and, and really getting inspired by your story as well. The fact you've just got out and put yourself out there and it's been really good for you. Uh, is it fair to to say to people who are thinking about getting into app development to almost treat it with a sense of skepticism as well as optimism because we only read in the press the really positive stories the the ones where kids have made you know millions from selling their app to a big company like Google or Microsoft or uh, you know the like and and yet as we, as we all know, it, it's actually quite tough to uh, make it big on the App Store. What would you say to anyone thinking, wildly optimistic, getting into the app, app development you know, I world? I would say do it. I mean, if you're just on the verge, like you've, you're like, I've been wanting to do this. I've been wanting to do this. Just do it. You know, I think the easy, easiest way to get started is to just buy some source code. And so a friend of mine put together this Udemy course where he walks you through step-by-step step on how to build your first app and he gives you the source code. And all you, if you're not familiar with this, it's sort of like buying a WordPress template and kind of changing things around, changing the graphics around to make it your own website. And it's the same type of thing with what people call apps. And that's the easiest and quickest way to get into the app business. And what that will teach you, and I recommend this because you, you can get started for a couple of hundred dollars. And why I recommend this is because in the app business, just like in the online marketing world, so to the listener out there who's more in the online marketing space, you know SEO is going to drive a lot of traffic to your site. And so with the app business, with reskinning, what you can do is try to use your SEO knowledge to try to rank high for what we call ASO, App Store Optimization. And that's going to teach you a lot in terms of like how you submit an app, how the whole review review process goes. Everybody just thinks you just submit it to some far off place and Apple just approves it. Or like, you know, it gets into the App Store. But, you know, there's a lot of steps that happen in between and it allows you to really go through step by step how that all that works. And it allows you to do it inexpensively. And so for those who can't code, I can code. And so I develop my own apps. But at the same time, you know it's going to take a while. And rather than investing, you know, a thousand to two thousand and maybe five thousand dollars on your app, just get started with something small. And once you see those first few downloads come in, you're like, oh wow, that's interesting. And then you become addicted and then go on to something further. And that, you know, I sort of made this mistake, Paul, where I would build apps what I thought was what I thought was cool. And it wasn't until I started this podcast and talking to so many, I've talked to over a hundred developers. And now I know like, okay, here's the step-by-step process that I have to go through. I have to validate the idea. I've got to really talk to people early. I've got to start the marketing buzz really early on and then, you know, get some press. Because a lot of times what I'll try to do is just, you know, people just try to launch an app, get it out to the app store and think the downloads are just going to come naturally. While that's true, it's also worthwhile to do some press as well. Yeah, no, it's too true. I mean, uh, my first experience of an app, I was actually quite shocked at uh, just how much traffic I was getting, how much, how many downloads uh, was actually uh, getting getting from the the app, and it made me realize that it's obviously a big market. But uh, after three or four apps, there was one that didn't get many downloads, and so um, yeah, just it's good to have a, I guess, uh, let's let's think about the way you got into it because you said that you were you were working uh, whilst you then. Uh, you were working uh, part time, and then you went into app development. Uh, perhaps you could talk us through that period because that we could learn from that. You know, we don't have to quit our jobs and be an app developer without any income. How did you do it? Yeah, I mean that's the biggest takeaway. I think a lot of times we hear this notion that you have to go all in. 
got to go all in, got to give it up, got to be have your back against the wall. And a lot of times for, you know, especially for you and me, Paul, we've got kids, I've got a mortgage, I live in the Bay Area, I can't just go all in with my app business and not really, you know, just go all in, like give up my job. And I did that. I did that back in 2000, I think it was 10. I hated my job. I hated my boss. And I said, forget it. I'm going to really focus on building my app. I was trying to make an urban spoon for activities. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And I quit because I hated my boss. I was like, this was a perfect opportunity. And you know what? Guess what, Paul? Like I burned through my savings and I had to find another job. And so what I did was I said, okay, why don't I focus on building a platform first where I learn? So for it's, I haven't released a real legitimate app for about a year now. And I've been learning. So I've been using, since May of last year, I've been using this podcast to learn from other people on how they get press, how they do their app marketing, how they do app store optimization. And I said, okay, now I know. And my, the revenue sources that I have right now, they're, they're multiple. So I have podcast sponsorship. I have a mastermind that I run and people pay to have membership to this. I do consulting work for a few other companies. And so because you have a platform, you have so many different ways that you can monetize and go different ways. You know, like everything comes in and you get to, to the outside world. You're known as sort of the person in the app space to kind of turn to. And because of my marketing background, I was also able to leverage some of the things I already knew into the app space. And so I would say go out and learn if this is something you want to do. Go out and learn and talk to people that you really admire and find as heroes. And you'll, I mean, that's that's how you'll, you'll grow your app business and any business in general. Yeah, just thinking of uh, almost thinking back to my um, career where I was uh, in a job that I didn't like either <laughs> towards the end. And... Uh, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you know you're in a job that you don't like but perhaps i think it would be inspiring to understand maybe one of your typical days steve because i think a typical day as an entrepreneur and podcaster and entrepreneur like yourself is completely yeah. different to the you know the 9 to 5 that we all uh, experience when we have to work for somebody so would you be able to cast your mind back to maybe a typical day and just talk us through what it's like to live your life oh yeah absolutely paul so all right I, you know, people make it seem like it was so easy, right? Like it was so easy to leave anything. It was a lot of hustle. And so I launched the podcast. I was still at a full-time job and I was still trying to do work on apps. And so back to when I was just building apps. And so last year around this time, I was trying to build another app and I was trying to get in the mold of just launching. So I'd wake up at 5 a.m., I code a little bit, and then around 7 a.m., my son's starting to wake up, get him ready for school, and then around you know 8 to 9, I would go into work. And so I had this two-hour time frame of just straight coding and trying to be focused. So that's what I was doing. And then I launched the app. Apple ended up rejecting it, but it got me into the mode of just I said, okay, forget. It. I don't want to work on this app anyways. But God, I wanted to train my mind to get in the mode of launching again. And so when I was doing the podcast, I, there are time, there are days when I would wake up at 6 a.m. and I would record a podcast with somebody from the UK or France or even people on the East Coast. And then, you know, obviously around 8 a.m. I start getting ready for work. And so I try to get a podcast recording in there as well. And there are times when I was recording at 10. And so I would try to use the outside of work time frame to really start recording episodes and I have a, an hour long commute both ways. And so I ride a train to work and I, what I would be doing on the train is I'd be editing podcasts. And so there are times <laughs> when I would, you would see me on the train standing up 
on with my laptop in one hand, the other hand trying to just like maneuver things, but I would be editing podcast episodes instead of like playing games or doing anything else. I'd be on the, I'd be trying to utilize my commute to edit podcasts because I went, I went from two episodes and then when I got sponsorships, I went to three episodes hoping that I can drive more downloads that way and, you know, take, take my podcast to a whole new level. And I saw some increase when I did do that, but you know, like I was trying to utilize every waking hour that I, every waking minute that I had to building this podcast, to building this community. And I think it's also inspirational, the fact that you've got, you know, a couple of kids, a son and a daughter. And how important is is it to uh, like this work from home lifestyle and uh, working as an indie app developer uh, to, I guess, be around your kids? Uh, you know, can, can you talk through that? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the main reason I left the job. I mean... I wanted to, I want a life, I want a business built around my lifestyle rather than my lifestyle built around my business. And so there are days when, now it took, it took us a while, my wife and I, to kind of get used to this schedule, but she has, she's an entrepreneur as well. She has her own law firm. And what we try to do is, before what we try to do is one day I'd be working and the next day I'd be maybe just dad and I, I'd stay home with the kids. And you'd have, you and I have talked when I was just with the kids too. And so it's crazy, but what we found is maybe the balance is more half days. And so to the, to the listener out there who's kind of has a wife, has a family, and is trying to balance work and business, what we found out for us that works the best is half-day work days. And so yesterday I worked in the mornings up until 2 o'clock, and I wake up a little bit earlier just to get some work done. So from like 8 to 2 I was working, and then from 2 to 7 she was working. And we found that that works better just because – you don't go a whole day without like doing something in your business. And so that's sort of been our, <laughs> that's the way we sort of manage it all. And it's been fun. I love it. Yeah, no, I, I, I guess, uh, you know, it's so appealing to, if I was listening to this when I was working, I'd, I'd want to quit like literally whilst listening to the uh, episode because uh, it just, it sounds so inspiring, but it is a lot of hard work and uh especially if you've got kids, but it's so rewarding. And I'm glad that we kind of share that. So moving back to apps and, uh, you know, you've learned a huge amount, you know, there's no, there's no way we can cram all this stuff in. Obviously I'm appealed to people to go and listen to your podcast, the, uh, mobile app chat podcast, and they'll learn a lot. But, um, in a nutshell, then in terms of ASO, ASO seems to be very important. Um, what is it easier? Like perhaps you can give us some of your top tips that you've learned from ASO. Yeah. And so I just recently did an update on my app where it was all ASO based. And so I didn't change the line of code. Everything was the same. Screenshots, functionality, everything was pretty much the same except the keywords that I was targeting. And so the number one, the tips I would use is find the right keywords. And so I like to use Google AdWords to put in some keyword ideas. And so for my app, I'll use an example. I used to call it ABCDJ preschool and it taught kids phonics so it would say the letter and then it'll show you how to say the letter so a ah ah right that type of thing and what i was so that that's what i wanted to do and with it i put in phonics into google adwords and it gave me all these different variations of phonics that i could I could kind of figure out. And so phonics play happened to be one keyword that had a lot of Google traffic. And what I would do is I put phonics play into sensor tower, which is an ASO tool 
I've tried a couple of different ones. I would say Sensor Tower from a UI perspective is probably the best one that I like to use. So go check out Sensor Tower. I put that phonics play into Sensor Tower and what Sensor Tower will tell you is how much traffic this keyword has, what the difficulty is for this particular keyword. And you just put a bunch of different keywords in. And then you figure out, so for me, what people would say is like, oh, you got to go for high traffic, low volume keywords. Well, let me tell you, those are hard to find, right? Like those are very hard to find. And so this phonics play has maybe a traffic score of about two to three on a scale of 10. So not really a lot of traffic, but difficulty around one to two. And so I was like, oh, that's perfect. Like it's very niche from what my app does and I should target this keyword. And so the app name used to be called ABC DJ Preschool. I just thought that was the way to go. Now I call it phonics play get kids hooked on alphabet sounds. And so the keywords I'm targeting in this app name is phonics play being one, and I put that on the far left, and then get hooked. Hooked on phonics is another popular search phrase. And so obviously I have phonics already in there and I wanted to get, I want to put hooked on on there. So I cleverly put get kids hooked on alphabet sounds is another keyword that I was targeting. But just alone, just changing the app name and the keywords, the metadata, metadata keywords, I've managed to increase my downloads for, now this is a paid app, it's 199, 300%. Now you may be hearing that number at 300% and like, whoa, that's crazy, that must be amazing. You know, I was making maybe one or $2 a day from this app and now I'm making consistently around six to $10. And so if you think about, like I love this quote too, like small, big doors hint, oh wait, what's the quote? Like, hold on, let me pull it up real quick. Big doors swing on small hinges and it's these small little wins that make a bigger impact. Now I have a portfolio of apps. Now, if I went in there and changed, optimize every single keyword, just think the growth potential now. And now even when I'm launching new apps and people come to me for ASO, I'm like, okay, here are the keywords that I would take. Yes. And in terms of uh, the keywords, uh, how important is it to repeat the, the key, the main primary keyword in the name of the app you know is it very important to get the keyword in the name of the app or is yeah. it best to use the 100 is it best to do something new in the 100 uh, characters that we get in, in apple for example great question so i mean this is back in the seo days where you try to repeat the keyword that you're early optimizing for as much as you can so within the apple app store i've noticed and this is what i hear from others too is you don't necessarily need to repeat the keyword is often. And so definitely if you already have the keyword that you're targeting in the app name, you don't need to repeat it in the keyword metadata. And I've seen, you know, a few people, maybe they put phonics twice. That doesn't really matter as much as it's necessary. It's not as necessary. I've seen other people's do, other people do it and they haven't seen that big of an impact just because they had the keyword phrase that they're targeting twice in an app name. And so I would say if you're going to focus on anything, focus on the app name. And the way, what's worked for me is focusing on a niche, whether it's as long as the traffic score is greater than zero, if the difficulty score is low, I would, and it's perfect for your niche, I would target that keyword to drive downloads. Right. In terms of the time that we've got left, Steve, I, I know this is hard. It's almost like choosing between your children, but have you got like a favorite episode that you've done? Perhaps you can share that, you know, share with us uh, the highlights of that. Yeah. I do. There's a bunch of different episodes that I have that I love. And I put, I'm going to put together this episode guide. So by the time this is released, you'll be able to see it. What I want to do is kind of break out each episode by different topics. So from the successful apps to the indie developers to the ASO, but to the, to the listener out there, who's just trying to get started 
in the the app business who was just kind of like, or maybe you have a full-time job. I recorded this episode with my business coach and I recommend this because it's just beyond the app game. And what she did was she asked me a bunch of different questions. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I'm at a full-time job, I want to quit. I want to be on my own. I recorded this episode. She was asking me how much I was making, how much I wanted to make, how I was going to make all all this income. So I was like making a few hundred dollars a month. And I was like, I got, I want to make 10,000 a month on my own. She's like, okay, cool. What do you need to do to do that? And I got really vulnerable with everything I was going through. And I've heard a lot of great feedback from the listeners because you get to kind of see how a business coach would help take wherever, whatever you're doing to the next level in terms of like the questions that they're going to be asking. And a few people have said to me like, Steve, I don't know if I should have even listened to that episode because you got really vulnerable. And so I would recommend that checking out that episode if you're trying to figure out from a overall perspective. I think one of my favorite episodes is with the Tweetbot founder. If you're already in the app business and you want to make it, you know, you kind of want to take it to the next level. I think the Tweetbot founder is a favorite episode of mine. It's Paul Haddad. And we really talk about, you know, like how do you create an elegant app and how do you really make it as an indie developer and we talk about like launch strategy and things like that and so tweetbot would be one if you're already in the app business that i recommend go checking out well i'm gonna go and check that out straight away because that's one of my favorite apps it's changed the way i've used twitter and uh, yeah. i love the app and uh, so that, that's great steve you know uh, i guess we've got to say goodbye soon but um have you got any parting guidance you could uh give us you know with regards to i guess your experience and you sound obviously very passionate about what you do. And what could you say to people listening who are get, getting into app development? Uh, what would you, what would be your parting guidance? Yeah, I would say, I mean, I honestly feel that you got to build a platform. Now it's separate from just building apps per se, but you have to build a platform. And so what I mean by that is whether you just want to do a podcast or write an interview blog, Whatever it is, start building your platform and start interviewing people that you really admire. And what that's going to teach you a lot is just everything you need to know about the app business. You need, you'll learn from that and you'll learn how to build better apps. You'll learn how to get started. And you, you'll have people who are like following what you're trying to do. And I'm releasing my next app and now you have this platform to sort of release it on too. And now your app business is just going to grow because of it, because of all your learnings. And so I would say go build out the platform. Go start interviewing your heroes, whether it's just a quick call and publish it. And you'll start growing a following. You'll start learning so much about the app business that you didn't know before. And give you an example, Paul, this recent ASO update that I just alluded to, Phonics Play, in the keywords metadata, I was using spaces, you know, and you have a hundred characters that you're limited to and you're not supposed to waste a character on spaces. Apple knows. So you, you know, you separate everything by commas, but I had a space in between comma and the next word. And I was making these goofy newbie mistakes that I obviously don't make anymore because now I've interviewed so many different people and learned so many different tactics. And so go interview them, learn the different tactics, and then take action on those tactics right away. Because, you know, we all consume a lot of great content, but it's not until you start taking action and take the little steps. You don't have to have, you don't need to have a podcast, right, to interview your heroes. You could ask one simple question that you've been wanting to ask 
your specific hero and just email them that specific question and then publish it on Facebook, publish it on a blog. Here's what Gary Vaynerchuk had to say about my question and, you know, make it a quick, he's probably going to give you a quick answer, but just one question, just ask him that and start small and slowly start building your platform. That's great advice. And uh, I really do appeal to everyone out there to, to take that because that's something I've been doing. And uh, I, I actually can't believe how, uh, grateful I am for people like yourself and all the other guests that I've had on my show uh, to, to actually, you know, just partake in, in giving great guidance, great content. And uh, really, it's it's not that scary once you get into it. So uh. <laughs> now I would have met you, Paul, if I didn't do this thing, if I didn't have this podcast, because we got connected through a mutual friend. And it's, you know, it's these type of things that end up happening because you have a platform. And I'll tell you, it's the best thing I've ever done. And most of my revenues don't come from apps right now. And that's either a good or bad thing to the person listening to this. But for me, it's a good thing because I've left my full-time job before. And I wasn't making any money. Now I'm making money. And now I want to take my app stuff into the next to the next level. I'm doing, I'm hopefully going to do that with my next app. But you know, like I've met so many great people. Your network grows, your knowledge grows, everything grows, and you're able to do so much more once you have the platform. So go start the platform for whatever niche that you want to get into. And just because Paul and I both have an app-related podcast doesn't mean you can't do it either. A lot of people come and say, I don't want to copy your show, Steve. I'm like, it's okay. I copied everything from my show. I copied <laughs> bits and pieces from everything that I loved. I yeah. just grabbed it and put it into my own show. So it's okay. Go do it. Paul and I will love you for it because we're like, yes, we inspire you to do whatever you wanted to do too well it just goes back to that community that there is a lot of stuff out here is is not uh, i don't look at it as competition it's almost right. like cooperation i like to use this word cooperation because uh, it's like the uh, all boats rise in the rising uh, tide and uh, yeah so that the, the more that you know the more people that can do app podcasts then the better because then more people will listen to podcasts and then we all benefit um how can we best uh, reach out and connect with you steve what's the best way Go check out mobileappchat.com. It's, that's the podcast I run, and that's all the free stuff. And so you'll have a lot of great interviews with a lot of great guests. I do also have a membership site that is the community app community I alluded to. That's at appmasters.co. But go check out the free stuff. Don't worry about the paid stuff. Once you like the free stuff, then you know check out the paid stuff. But the free stuff is all on mobileappchat.com. Great. Well, Steve, it's been a real pleasure. I feel like we could have talked for hours, but I know we're both on tight timelines. So um, just really grateful that you came on the show and, uh, you know, would love to have another opportunity to uh, have a chat in more detail. Cool. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast.